If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We know we should build our lives on the rock, Jesus Christ. But Pastor Greg Laurie says he should also be the foundation of our marriages. If you're building your marriage on shifting emotions and fluctuating feelings, it's going to collapse. Marriage is more than that, and it must deepen beyond that. So here's my question for you. Is your marriage on the rock, or is your marriage on the rocks? If you build it on Christ, it will stand the test of time. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. It's a smooth carpeted aisle that leads to the wedding altar but it's a rough, rocky road that leads to divorce court. Some couples shift into emotional four-wheel drive and try to slog their way through the tough times. But is that really God's plan for marriage? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps husbands and wives find the harmony and stability God designed. We'll find today's insight in the book of Ephesians. said that marriage is like a three-ring circus. Uh, engagement ring, wedding ring, and suffering, okay? <laughs> Does it have to be that way? Oscar Wilde said years ago, the world has grown suspicious of anything look, that looks like a happily married life, end quote. You can understand why he'd make a statement like that. J. Paul Getty, one of the wealthiest men who ever lived, once said, Quote, I would give my entire fortune for one happy marriage. One happy marriage. Is that even possible? Can a man and a woman fall in love and stay in love and be married and live happily ever after? That's how those fairy tales often end. Well, I don't know about happily ever after. I have another idea. How about happily even after? And I believe that is possible. Of course, there's a lot of threats against the marriage today. The divorce rate is at roughly 50% in the United States. However, that rises with a second marriage where it becomes 60%. And then for a third marriage, it rises even higher to 73%. Here's the problem. People aren't doing it God's way. Here's what I think we need to understand together. We cannot look to Hollywood or this culture for cues on how to have a successful relationship. These people in Hollywood can't keep a relationship together five months, much less a lifetime. Here's just some 
stories you've probably heard. Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson were married a number of years ago. You know how long their marriage lasted? Four months. Uh, Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney got married. They lasted four months. Eddie Murphy and Tracy Edmonds, their marriage lasted two weeks. It gets worse. Carmen Electra and Dennis Rodman, their marriage lasted six days. Now I feel somewhat qualified to speak on the subject of marriage, I suppose. Uh, number one, my mother was divorced and married seven times. <laughs> say, how does that qualify you to speak on marriage? Well, let's just say, I know what bad marriages look like. She had a lot of boyfriends in between that. I had a front row seat to things that a young boy should never see. But I've seen how marriages can fall apart. Number two, by God's grace, my wife Kathy and I have been married for 41 years now. So she doesn't even look like she's 41 years old, much less being married to me for 41 years. And thirdly, I've been a pastor for 41 years and have counseled many couples. And what I've seen, and usually when people end up in my office, it's pretty bad. It's sort of like the last ditch thing where they said, okay, we'll, we'll meet with Greg, but nobody else. And by the time they walk in to see me, it's pretty far gone. But I'll say this, after counseling many, many couples over many, many years, most marriages that I've seen fall apart did not have to. And if I hear one more person say, we broke up because of irreconcilable differences, I will scream. Listen, my wife and I, Kathy, we have had irreconcilable differences for 41 years. They're irreconcilable, and there are differences. She's neat, and, well, I'm messy. She's sometimes late. I'm usually early. She likes British TV dramas. I like shoot 'em ups She's cute, and I'm fat. It's irreconcilable. <laughs> Nothing we can do to fix it. Here's what I find interesting. We say we have these irreconcilable differences, but wait, what drew you to that person in the first place? Answer, they were different than you. You've heard the expression, opposites attract. <laughs> you couldn't find any two people that are more different than Kathy and I. But that is the very thing that drew us together. And you found that person complimented you, even completed you. But now you think that you can't be in the same room with them anymore. And this wide chasm is developed and it's insurmountable and the differences are irreconcilable. I think you need to go back and embrace it and say, viva la difference. Hey, that, that's why we love each other. That's uh, why we like to be with each other. Listen, if you're having marital problems right now, and if in your mind your mate is the sole person responsible, I already know a great deal of the problem is with you, okay? Because if you don't think that you're playing a part in a marriage that is unraveling, you're living in a dream world. Uh, successful marriages are the result of a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, dependence on God, of course, and application of biblical principles. Marriages that are unraveling are because those things are not happening. There is no effort put into it. There is no prayer put into it. And you're disregarding what the scripture says. Listen, marriage is a wonderful and blessed thing that God created. In fact, the number of people who say they are very happy in their marriage is very high. It's 61 to 62 percent. Maybe God knew what he was doing when he created marriage. 
One study revealed that married people actually live longer than unmarried people. They go to doctors less often and they make less use of other healthcare services. Now, having said all that, I don't in any way want to imply that you are inferior or you're a second class citizen if you are a single person. Because God has a very unique plan for the single. Now there are people that are sometimes called to be single for a lifetime. But a lot of singles today will be married in time. Studies show that nine out of every 10 people are married at some point in their lives. So, you know, pay attention to what we're sharing because even though you're not married yet, these truths will matter to you at some point in your life. But here's what I believe. I believe that as a single person and as a follower of Jesus Christ, God has someone picked out for you. Yeah, I actually believe that. Some don't, but I do. I believe it's just that right person and you can start praying for that person right now. You know, it's a funny thing. When you're single, you, you often wish you were married. Oh, if only I was married, I know I would be happy. And there's some married people who would say, oh, if only I was single again, I know I would be happy. But here's the bottom line. There are advantages and disadvantages to being single. And there are, frankly, advantages and disadvantages to being married. And I'll identify those in a moment. But here's what we want to do. We want to find contentment in the place where we are at right now. The Apostle Paul said, I have found in whatever state I'm in, therein to be content. Uh, and then also we read in Hebrews, let your way of living be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So don't think if you're single, you're going to find your total fulfillment in marriage. It comes from your relationship with God first. Start there. Find your contentment there. Walking with him. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. We're getting some good relationship advice today from Pastor Greg's message called What the Bible Says About Singleness and Marriage. Pastor Greg continues now. Now, it may be that the person God has chosen for you is someone you already know, and it just hasn't dawned on you. And that does happen. Maybe a girl or a guy that has been a friend for years, and then one day you just look at them with different eyes and say, hey, what about that thought? Then again, it may be someone you've never met before. It may be someone you will meet tomorrow or the next day. But here's the deal. When you're looking for a guy or a girl that would be a prospect uh, in the future for you to have a relationship with and possibly even to marry, you must always look for a godly person. A godly person. Not just someone who says they're a Christian. Girls, guys will say anything to get you to go out with them, okay? Because some guy may say, hey, you want to go out with me? And you'll respond by saying as a girl, well, are you a Christian? Oh, why do you ask? Well, because the Bible says you should not be unequally yoked together with non-believers. I'll only go out with a Christian. He thinks about it for a moment. He says, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Even the way he says it's like icky. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean they are. <laughs> look for a godly man. Look for a godly woman. Let me take it a step further. Look for someone more godly than you. My wife tells me that I said this to her once. Doesn't seem like a very romantic thing to say. 
But she said, you said to me early on in our relationship, Kathy, listen, if you ever get in the way of my relationship with God, you're out of here. I said, I really said that? She said, yes. And then I asked her, well, what did you think? She said, I loved it. Because I was looking for a guy like that. That's what I wanted in a guy. So you have your priorities in order. But let me address for a moment the advantages of singleness. Paul addresses this in 1 Corinthians 7, starting in verse 32. He says, an unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man can't do that as well. He has to think about his earthly responsibilities, how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be more devoted to the Lord in body and spirit while the married woman must be concerned about her earthly responsibilities, how to please her husband. I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So when Paul says, when you're married, you must consider your mate how to please them, that's not a criticism. It's just a practical acknowledgement of reality. But when you're single, you have mobility like you don't have when you're married. And then when children are born, the responsibilities increase. So here's what you want to do. You want to use that mobility to bring glory to God and do what you can for His kingdom while you can. Well, Kathy and I, uh, we courted for three years and we broke up three times. It was like an annual event. <laughs> and uh, these were big, gnarly breakups. Like, I never want to see you ever again. But uh, we always came back together. And, and then finally, I proposed. But actually, Kathy says, I never proposed even. I really messed this up. I'm looking back in retrospect. She said we were having dinner and because I have no recollection, I'm going to have to go with her version which I'm sure is accurate. We're having dinner, and she says, Greg, you turned to me and said, well, I guess we're going to get married. Huh. <laughs> I thought, that is so romantic, isn't it? I guess we're going to get married, comma, huh. <laughs> so that's how she knew I wanted to marry her. So finally, we picked a date. Uh, she was 18. I was 21. She was a vision of beauty. I looked like... I just walked off the set of Duck Dynasty. Uh, long, long hair, long, bushy, red beard, wearing the ugliest tux that's ever been made. I didn't want to go with the traditional tux. I thought this one was super cool looking with wide lapels. I look more like a pimp than a groom. This is the truth. I even had platform shoes. It's embarrassing. My wife looks timeless. It's like, how did you end up with that guy? But see, she could see beyond that hair. She saw something more. She knew underneath all of that hair was a bald man. And so, <laughs> but here's the thing. I have discovered the secret to a long marriage and a happy marriage. So if you're taking notes, write this down. If you want to live a long and happy marriage, marry yourself. That's my answer. That's what I did. Yes, it's true. Uh, because Pastor Chuck Smith married Kathy and I. And, uh, you know, Kathy uh, married a man with a girl's last name, Lori. I heard this growing up. So a lot of times people will see Kathy and they'll call her Lori. But her name is Kathy. Hey, Lori, they'll say to her. She'll respond, though she's deeply wounded. No, but, you know, 
She's Kathy Lauren. She has two girl names and I have one girl name. So this is what I mean when I said I married myself. Chuck leads us through the vows. We get to the end and then he says and to all of the people gathered, I now pronounce Greg and Lori man and wife. <laughs> so I married myself. Years later I was telling that story at a pastor's conference and Pastor Chuck came walking up just as I was telling the story and he given the punchline and Chuck actually said, hey Greg, and Kathy was there and he said, hi Lori. It's like, oh no. <laughs> well, we can't marry ourselves, <laughs> but we want to do it God's way. Listen, every marriage is going to be tested. Every marriage is going to be tried and mighty storms have hit our marriage as well. The hardest thing we ever had to face was the death of our son Christopher seven years ago. And, and I know other marriages that have fallen apart when a child dies. It's, it's a devastating thing to happen to a marriage. And the reason we were able to get through that and continue to get through it is because we built our relationship on Jesus Christ. And that's what sustained us and continues to sustain us and also the hope that we'll see our son again in heaven. But Jesus used this very analogy uh, in his conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 7, 24, it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise. He's like a person who builds his house on solid rock. And though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on a rock. But he continues, anyone who hears my teachings and ignores it is foolish. He's like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will fall with a mighty crash. That is a perfect picture of the family. You're building yourself on a foundation. If you're building your marriage on shifting emotions and fluctuating feelings or sand, it's going to collapse. I've never understood why people build elaborate sandcastles. You know, they'll win these contests and you just think it's only going to be a matter of time until a wave washes that away or a crazy little four-year-old boy comes and stomps on it and enjoys every moment of it. And a lot of people will build their marriage on emotion or on sex and sexual excitement and they don't understand that marriage is more than that and it must deepen beyond that. So here's my question for you. Is your marriage on the rock or is your marriage on the rocks? If you build it on Christ, it will stand the test of time because the storms will come. Notice Jesus did not say, if the rains and the floods come. He says, when the rains and the floods come, the storms will come to every relationship. Temptations will come. Hardships will come. Money issues will come. All the things will come your way. You have to be built on a proper foundation and have a commitment to do what the Bible says. Great insight today from Pastor Greg Laurie on ensuring the stability of our marriages. And there's more to come as the study continues here on A New Beginning. Next time, Pastor Greg says when it comes to our marriages, failure is not an option. We'll see what our options are when our marriages are struggling. But before we go, Pastor Greg has one final comment to close today's discussion. Fact of the matter is, and you may not know this about me, I have been married to five different women. I don't know that I've ever revealed that before. 
five different women. Ironically, all of them were named Kathy. I guess I just like that name. Even more strange, all of them spelled their name the same way. C-A-T-H-E. That's how my wife spells her name. So my point is, the Kathy I married at age 18 isn't the same Kathy I was married to at age 30. And the Kathy I was married to at age 30 is not the same Kathy I was married to at age 40. And we're going to stop there. And that's pretty much where it does stop in the moment. But here's my point. She has changed over the years. I have changed over the years. But I will say to you, and I wouldn't say this if it wasn't true, it gets better and better and better if we do it God's way. That's the truth. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called What the Bible Says About Singleness and Marriage. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.